This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's go there. With Shira and Ryan. Oh Entertainment. Music. Pop culture. LGBT plus news. Let's go there. Start now. Hello. Happy Tuesday. Hi. Yes. This is Let's Go There. And guess what? I have my makeup done, my hair done today. I feel like a real human. I don't. All right. You look beautiful. I'm an adult human. Why did you get your? Why did you do everything? Because I well Tuesdays and Wednesdays I shoot videos before oh, I do the show. So you actually have to stop looking so like an I'm, zombie. Yeah, it's not like a choice. I guess it's yeah. a, I'm forced to. I guess the the real test will be if I don't have any shoots if I do this, <laughs> right? Right, right. Yeah, I feel that. I washed my face. I had to shoot this morning, um, but I was like ready to get makeup off of me. I just threw on. I didn't. Yeah. I do you was not tired. keep your ma- makeup on? Normally, you I do. Uh, when I shoot, yeah, I do. But after I shoot, I normally keep it on, and I'll just come here. But today, I was like, nope, take this off of me. <laughs> like I was ready for it to get off. I take advantage. I just what? wanted to take a nap. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's you know? real. But it's good stuff. We're busy. Yes. Clearly, look at you. No time to nap, y'all. She wanted everyone to know how beautiful she looks. Go to our uh, IG at LGT Show where Vanessa has my face. Do you want you want people to comment on it? Sure. You know it's going to get real raw in those comments. All right, bring it. What if it hurts your feelings? I'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine to deal with. Yeah, true. Uh, now Vincent is joining us on the show today. Yes, queer icon. He has his debut album out. There will be tears. And he's joining us at 4.35 p.m. Pacific, 7.35 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Plus. Had a, had a mucus moment. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is everything okay there? No, I was like literally choking. Plus, what it means to be a two-spirited person, two-spirited people. It's uh, from the indigenous community. We have someone joining us. It's not just that. It's also a part of the, if you're not familiar, the the letters have updated. It's 2SLGBTQ+. Oh, yes. Well, we're going to find out more. Because I have a lot of questions to ask around that too. I don't. I don't know everything, uh, and so that is in a bit over an hour here on the show. First, let's get into some what's trending this hour. Uh, Portland, Oregon, soared to 116 degrees. It is hot out there, folks. I don't really understand that because here in Los Angeles, it's not that hot. It's yeah, it's hot and not crazy. It's not I'm hot wearing at all. a little jacket. It's not hot at all, which is wild to hear that there's like 118 degrees. It's crazy. In yeah, Portland is hotter than Dallas, Miami, LA have ever been. On the other side of the country, Boston was forecast to hit nearly 100 degrees. New York City feels like 105. Yikes, be careful out there. And finally, we'll be talking more about this as we continue the show, but uh, the World Health Organization is now urging even those who are fully vaccinated to wear masks. And here's why, according to Dr. Sanjay Gupta. 
Uh, the reason you're hearing about the masking coming back is basically still to try and slow down the spread of what is clearly a more transmissible variant, the Delta variant. This is 60% more transmissible than the UK variant was, which was 50% more transmissible than the strain before that. So you get the idea here. I mean, it's, it's sort of this, uh, this notion that the virus is still spreading. Let's see if we can do everything we can to really contain it now at, at this phase of things. Uh, and L.A. County has strongly recommended indoor masking as the variant spreads as well. But that was What's Trending This Hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Oh, my God. My favorite new pop star and basically the next Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodrigo, has been accused by Courtney Love and others of plagiarism in her artwork and a music video. It's time for the T-Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. So it all started out with Courtney Love calling her out for copying a past photo of, of a past album cover. Basically, the whole thing kind of matched uh, this prom aesthetic, prom queen aesthetic, crying prom queen aesthetic that Courtney Love did back in the day. Mm-hmm. And Courtney like basically called her out on social media and on Facebook in a weird way that just felt like, girl, these photos don't even really look alike, so I don't really understand. You don't own this aesthetic. But This ended up starting this entire thing of now others accusing her of plagiarism. Users on TikTok and Twitter drew comparisons between Rodrigo's artwork and video for her number one single, Good For You, and the aesthetic used by U.S. indie rock band Pom Pom Squad. Both Rodrigo and the brand's front woman, Mia Barron, are pictured wearing cheerleader outfits with long latex gloves, among other kind of similarities. Uh, Rodrigo hasn't actually responded to accusations of plagiarism, but she did write directly back to Courtney Love saying, I love you and live through this so much. So my thing is, do you think she's going to have to address this more? I don't know. Let us know what you think. What do you think? Super quickly, Sharon. Uh, it's going to continue coming up, but it will fizzle out. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's that serious. Unless I mean, she does it again, and that's when it's. Gonna but get here's real. the thing: people don't own these aesthetics. It's just a part of it. And but, she's a high school girl. I mean, she's a young girl. Yeah, but if you're inspired by someone or something, you might want to at least give a nod to it on social. True. At a point. I mean, it's true. Courtney Love was like basically telling her to send her flowers in a car and explaining herself, and uh, Olivia doesn't need to do that. But anyway, that's your tea report. I got more coming up next hour. The stories today are juice. You know, I don't say that often, but it's true. Stick around. Well, the Delta variant is forcing officials to rethink COVID-19 measures. We've got the latest next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. The Delta variant is forcing officials to rethink COVID-19 measures, even for those who are vaccinated. So what does this all mean and what's the latest? Dr. Jason Bowling is back with us, an infectious disease physician at the University of Texas Health Science Center at San Antonio. Thanks for being with us. Hi, thank you for inviting me, having me back. Yeah, definitely. Well, of course, we've heard of the Delta variant, but now I feel like we're actually like feeling the impact right now. Can you tell us the latest from the CDC? Has anything changed? So I think the biggest concern uh, that's been recognized by the CDC and the World Health Organization is that this variant is spreading pretty quickly. It's more transmissible than the prior variant that was predominant here in the United States. It's about 50% more transmissible. And so it's, it's spreading pretty quickly. It's the most transmissible version of this virus that causes COVID-19 that we've seen so far. Well, what we saw here in Los Angeles County, um, you know, 
obviously officials are really kind of nervous about how quickly everything is happening, how the Delta variant is spreading, and they reinstated mask guidance for uh, public indoor spaces regardless of vaccination statuses. So do you think that was a smart idea? Did we did we hop on this quick enough uh, to make sure that it doesn't take us out again? I think it is smart. You know, the masking we know is effective. Obviously, nobody wants to do it, but it is another layer of protection. And when you're seeing something spread this quickly, providing the mask gives you another layer of protection so you can study a little bit further to see what's happening, who's getting sick with it. We know that um, from looking at United Kingdom, where this is the predominant strain now, it's, it's about twice as likely to get somebody hospitalized if they get sick with it than the, the prior strain. And so while we're looking into things, it does make sense to take additional safety measures to try and prevent further transmission. Definitely. And it was concerning to see what was happening in Israel, where uh, a certain percentage of people who had the vaccine were getting it. Are we seeing that here as well? So the good news is that if you've had the, both doses, if you're fully vaccinated and two weeks out, it's about 88% for the Pfizer vaccine. It's about 88% effective in preventing symptomatic disease. So where you have symptoms, it's 96% effective in preventing hospitalizations or severe disease. So it's really good from that standpoint. The problem is that we have a lot of people that have only had one dose or are unvaccinated. There's still a significant number of people. In the United States, about 53 to 54% of people are fully vaccinated, which means that there's still a huge population that can get sick and transmit infection to others. Wow. So what do you think? Um, but because obviously this is going to probably be politicized, especially if uh, states across the country start reinstating mass mandates. Uh, what do you go? What do you think? What would you say to people who are saying that this is like fear mongering? This isn't as serious as we think it should. You know, it is right now. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I, I, you, the, the, the counter to that is that we, we don't want to forget the lessons that we've learned. After having suffered through this for so long, we would rather keep the cases low so that we can keep as much as many things open, businesses open as possible. The best way to do that is to have people wear masks so that we can keep things open. Because if we don't take any additional precautions, we're at a high risk of everything having to be completely locked back down again. It's doubling about every two weeks, which is pretty fast. And so if things stayed on track like this and we don't do anything differently, then we would be looking at another bump or surge in, in cases again this fall. Yeah. But so things could get reversed, basically, is what you're saying. Right. So I, th- I think if we, you know, obviously wearing masks does take some effort, but it's a lot better to wear a mask and keep things more open than to not wear a mask and just see, see what happens. We know what happens by looking at what's happened over the past several months. Okay, well, thank you so much for those updates. That was Dr. Jason Bowling, an infectious disease physician at the University of Texas Health Science Center at San Antonio. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. So let's talk about how chaotic, according to flight attendants, flights are right now and travel. And because of all of that, according to the Federal Aviation Administration, the agency has received more than 3,000 reports of unruly passenger behavior since January 1st. And to give you that some perspective around that, the FAA received just 146 in 2019. So it went from 146 to 3,000. And it involves, you know, flare-ups over the federal mask mandate. Uh, and flight attendants say that issues, though, go beyond coronavirus restrictions. Both, you know, even frequent flyers and travelers that do this a lot are just erupting over basic rules right now, as well as the COVID ones. 
So this is uh, interesting. It's not surprising. I mean, flying makes us crazy. Let's be clear. People go crazy for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I mean, flying has always been weird. You know, yeah. earlier this month, it was uh, being reported like so many times that there was like these videos showing them, um, I think like July, not July, January. Oh my God, now January, June 5th, um, there was a man who was trying to hijack a plane, literally coming from LA to Nashville. Like, what? Um, it was like a whole thing, and it was like a series of hijackings that were happening um, that kind of flew under the radar, and it was a Delta flight, and so, yeah, I don't know if people are just like getting antsy to go back outside, and they're just like, the craziest <laughs> showing, but uh, honey, I need y'all to sit down somewhere. Right, and I get it. Flying can be stressful. Right. It can also be very traumatic for people like people freak out because they have a fear of flying. You're in small spaces with strangers. You're being forced to behave a certain way. And that could be triggering. Well, the problem has become so severe that the uh, Transportation Security Administration, you know, the TSA, is relaunching a self-defense training course for flight attendants and pilots to handle potential physical altercations. I mean... And I used to think, you know, being a flight attendant was like an ideal job because you got to fly everywhere, maybe get some free tickets and vacations. But it seems to be one of the more dangerous jobs out there right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Was there something that happened? Did the flight attendant not give him a snack, like a cracker? Well, that's here's the thing. So here's what flight attendants are warning about. One, you're going to have to wear a mask and it's not on them. The flight, the airline and actually the flight attendant's could be given a fine if they don't follow the rules. And I didn't even know this, Ryan, but they actually, um, the F- the FAA will en- will actually um, be sitting there on the flights. Like, they'll have people that are secretly on the flight watching over, seeing what's happening. You didn't know that? No. Well, actually, it's really interesting. So they that's always been a thing. But recently, it's actually been reported recently that um, there's been a shortage of those people. And so the flight attendants or the FAA? No, like the FAA. So oh. there's not always someone on the flight who's undercover. Mm. Well, at any rate, they could be fine. So they're just trying to do their job. So I guess the lesson here is just work on yourself and be a good person and don't put your stress on others because they're just trying to do their job and it's not an easy one. It's a thankless one, let me tell you. <laughs> And uh, let us know what you think. Have you been on a flight and dealt with something crazy? Or have you been the crazy person? At LGT Shows, where you can find us on social media. But coming up, we've got news coming from Turkey's Pride. More details next on what's trending this out. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Coming up uh, again, a reminder that Vincent is joining us at 425 p.m. Pacific, 725 p.m. Eastern. Stick around for that. He basically has like the song of the summer. I know yeah. we're going to be playing it right here For on sure. Channel Q. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. And in 30 minutes, the history behind indigenous two-spirited people. Stick around for that because I'm very excited for that convo. But right now, let's get into some what's trending this hour. President Joe Biden argued in Wisconsin today that the bipartisan infrastructure proposal he agreed to last week would benefit working in middle-class families around the country. And Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez shared her take on it and a second reconciliation bill. The Senate has its chosen priority in a bipartisan bill, and the House has its priority in, a rec- in its reconciliation bill. And so the Senate doesn't run the show. The Senate doesn't tell the White House what to, what to do. The Senate doesn't tell the House what to do. They're a co-equal uh, partner in all of this. And so if the Senate really wants to run with their bipartisan bill, then and they want to get on that, then they should give on reconciliation. All right. She said it. She's continuing to fight for it. Now, sad news is Serena Williams stopped playing her first round match at Wimbledon in the first set today after she hurt her left leg by slipping. And um, it was her latest bid for a record tying 24th Grand Slam singles title. She had to stop playing, which is really unfortunate. Roger Federer's reaction when he found out what happened to Williams, he said, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And um, also, Wimbledon tweeted, We're heartbroken for you, Serena. Our seven-time single champion is forced to retire from the championships 2021 through injury. And finally, California added five more states, including Florida, to the list of places where state-funded travel is banned because of laws that discriminate against members of the LGBTQ community. This is according to the state attorney general. Democratic Attorney General Rob Bonta added Florida, Arkansas, Montana, North Dakota, and West Virginia to the list that now has 17 states where state employee travel is forbidden except under limited circumstances. He added, make no mistake, we're in the midst of an unprecedented wave of bigotry and discrimination in this country and the state of california is not going to support it here here that was what's trending this hour what's happening in entertainment news ryan yeah so og disney channel fans listen up because this story is insane it's time for the t report those pop culture stories trending right now so former uh, Disney Channel star Kyle Massey has been charged with a felony for allegedly sending pornographic photos to a 13-year-old girl. So if you're not familiar with who Kyle Massey is, he's from That's So Raven, Corey in the house. Uh, he played Corey Baxter on the Disney series. It's it's insane what this case is saying. So he's being accused of electronically sing, uh, sending sexually explicit content to the girl during the months of December 2018 and January 2019. 
The case is tied to a civil lawsuit filed against him in which the girl, who was not named because of her age, sued him for $1.5 million for allegedly sending all of this gross stuff to her on Snapchat, of all places. Um... The family actually decided to go to the sheriff's office after their civil uh, suit stalled, supposedly because lawyers didn't think Kyle had enough money to make the case worth it, which is a little shady. Um, TMZ is reporting this. So authorities began their investigation in 2020. Massey allegedly even uh, indicated that the girl should come out um, from Seattle and live with him and his girlfriend in Los Angeles. The girl and her mother say that Kyle held himself out as a father figure to her and their contract uh, and their contact ramped up in uh, November 2018 when the girl indicated she was interested in a role in a proposed reboot of Raven's spinoff, Corey in the House. It's unknown if the actual Ray reboot even actually exists. But this is crazy. It's all over social media right now. It's really sad to see Kyle Massey kind of going through this. I mean, it's kind of gross to be quite honest. Like, oh my God. Happening? Yeah. Now I remember him from his picture. Wow. That's sad. I was telling this entire story and she was like, who is this guy? I was like, I know the name and then I, now I'm seeing, wow. Well, that's her T-Report. I got more story, uh, stories coming up next hour. Yikes. Okay. Well, coming up, uh, we're switching gears here. How to navigate sex and desire with an asexual partner. Uh, We've got an expert here to help next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. What's it like to be in an asexual relationship? Well, this writer opened up and got vulnerable about her experience. Sarah Youngblood Gregory joins us right now. She's a queer sex and culture writer. Thanks for being here. Hey, thank you so much. So, um, yeah, loved your piece, by the way, and Mike.com. Uh, how, or I mean, why did you decide to open up about this part of your life? Well, you know, I do a lot of writing in general about queerness and sexuality and I thought that this piece was really important because it explores kind of a gray area you know it's my relationship with my asexual partner and it's not just a piece that says you know don't do this do that it it showed that it's difficult like in any relationship to really learn how to be with someone and hold yourself accountable and grow into someone else's identity especially people that you love and that you are intimate with. So I wanted to share that and write about that because I think it's a messy subject and an important one. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, um, I I feel like recently when David Archuleta, throwback to American Idol, when he recently came out as a part of the LGBTQ plus community, he mentioned asexuality. And I feel like a lot of people were like, well, what, like, what is happening here? What does that mean? And, and talking about like his sexual feelings. And I thought, you know, I really feel like that brings up so many misconceptions about what asexuality is, especially when you have a partner who, who identifies as that. So what were some misconceptions that you had to kind of relearn or unlearn um, in, in this experience for yourself? Well, I think something that's one thing that's really important, and I think that dominates a lot of questions around asexuality is whether or not asexual people are actually queer. Um, but and I think one of the most important things to remember about asexuality is that it is a non-normative sexuality, which means it does fall under the queer umbrella. That was something that I did know coming into my relationship with my partner. Um, but it's different, I think, to know about asexuality and know that it's a spectrum and then be an actual relationship with someone whose identity and sexuality and libido 
fluctuates, you know, and exists on that spectrum. So I think there's a really big learning curve when it comes to knowing things and realizing that there are misconceptions out there and then actually being in the relationship. Um, One thing for me um, that I did talk about in the piece, too, was really internalizing the idea that if, you know, my sexual desirability exists, you know, outside of other people and it's not a rejection to when someone doesn't want to have sex with you it's not a rejection of the relationship or love it's just how some people exist in their bodies you know definitely well yeah with that said what did you learn from the experience and how did you get there what did i learn i definitely am still learning Mm -hmm. um i think one of the most important things that i learned was that there are so many really important ways to have connection and intimacy with your romantic partners outside of sex and that those methods for me it's a lot of kink and bdsm and um, we're non-monogamous as well so all those different practices really leaning into those but also just you know regular more platonic intimacy too remembering that those need to be prioritized and that sex isn't the only or most important way to achieve intimacy and connection because that's really the goal of sex it's to deepen your bond with someone or have fun or experience connection be in your body all that different kind of stuff but be real about it i think what how was the communication for you all what was the ups and downs of trying to really be honest about your feelings and trying to navigate if you were feeling unwanted or you were feeling all of these things um when kind of dealing with all of this you know in in this moment Yeah, it was really, really hard. We had a lot of arguments. We had a lot of misunderstandings. Um, I said a lot of stuff that, you know, I didn't necessarily mean, but my feelings were hurt. You know, it was really messy, and it was really hard to, one, express your emotions and to, you know, come to a common understanding, you know, of where the other person is at and where you're at. Um, I remember... When it really started hitting home for me about, um, you know, especially around that not wanting sex isn't a rejection of me or of my desirability or anything like that, um, it was during a really, really difficult conversation after um, we had kind of been away from each other for a few days and had to take a bit of a break. So, I mean, it wasn't easy, you know, it's it's not just one conversation. Um, It was many, many conversations. And of course, I believe you got uh, therapy, which also helped. And uh, I guess what tips do you have for others who might be going through something similar and trying to navigate that? Yeah, I found a therapist, which was very, very helpful. I found a therapist who was queer themselves and also um, was in relationship with ace people. That really helped me because it didn't put the burden on my partner all the time to deal with my emotions and my confusion and my questions. Getting a therapist, especially a queer friendly therapist, was really, really important. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I think it, it takes a lot of um, checking one's ego. I think I had to check my ego at the door a lot. And that is definitely a skill that you have to practice. Um, so I would definitely recommend that people, especially if you're very committed to being with um, your ace partner, you really have to check your ego at the door and you have to find that support network. Well, thank you for being so honest and vulnerable about your work and and your relationship and this experience, because I think you just help so many of our listeners and so many people every time you write about it. Thank you so much. 
Well, that was Sarah Youngblood Gregory, a queer sex and culture writer. Check out her piece on Mike.com, How I Navigate Sex and Desire with My Asexual Partner. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now, coming up, we all know that pride means learning about LGBTQ history. And after this, we're learning more about indigenous two-spirit people. That's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. As we celebrate Pride and learn more about LGBTQ history, we wanted to talk about Indigenous Two-Spirit people. And here to share more is Kayla Shaggy, a Two-Spirit Diné and Anishinaabe artist, joining us right now to share more. I'm so excited to talk to you about this. Thanks for being here. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for uh, inviting me. Yeah. So first, can you explain what a Two-Spirit person is, just for some context as we get into this? Okay. Um, So a Two-Spirit person... Uh, first of all, it's a Western term, so kind of like a rough translation of a uh, person with both, um, usually indigenous, must be indigenous, first of all, a person with both uh, masculine and feminine energies, uh, hence the term uh, two-spirit. And uh, not every indigenous tribe has uh, two-spirit people. Um, the two tribes uh, I belong to, uh, the Dinette people and the Anishinaabe people, they both have um, a history of two-sphere people within their culture. And uh, I would say it's also not just an identity, it is a ceremonial role as well. Yeah, and it's so interesting because every time Pride Month comes around, you do not hear anything really about Indigenous LGBTQ2S folks. And I... Um, I wonder what your thoughts are about kind of that erasure of um, indigenous folks in when it comes to this community. I think a lot of it just comes from, you know, people just not being aware. And, you know, indigenous people are a unfortunately a small uh, percentage of the overall population. And, you know, a lot of other things, too, is the effects of colonization as well can contribute to that erasure. And uh, yeah, it, it, two-spirit people are holy also, which I find really uh, beautiful. So why has there been such a disconnect in terms of people understanding uh, the role um, these individuals play and the history of the LGBTQ in, uh, community as it relates to the indigenous community? Um, I think that disconnect is there because uh, sometimes it's hard for people to understand that the two-spirit um, role slash identity is not just uh, something people can put on. It's uh, something very uh, intimate to the person, and the context within it uh, requires a lot of uh, awareness and education, especially of the person of whatever tribe they come from, because every tribe can be different. And, you know, it's a term that was created relatively uh, recently in the Mm. 90s. Um, There was uh, reclamation and, you would say, kind of resurgence of the modern two-spirit. And then also um, relevant as well, you know, with the the boarding school uh, era and residential schools, you know, there was most likely a generation of two-spirit people that just weren't able to survive for the next generation. So that could have been a bunch of elders we could have had, but we don't. So when you're breaking, when 
when a two-spirited person is being deemed like as a holy people, can you break that down? Like, what does that necessarily mean? And what is their role in, in, in the indigenous community? Yeah, I can break that out. Um, so, for example, uh, in the Diné culture, when a family had a child and, you know, they could tell like from an early age that, oh, this this child is two-spirit, you know, and the term uh, in Diné language is nakle. Uh, you know, they would hold a celebration. It was considered like a really great honor to have a two-spirit child in your family. And as they grew up, this child could do, you know, both the masculine roles and both the feminine roles uh, within their community. So in Navajo culture, um, you know, only women can do the weaving. You know, a two-spirit person could do the weaving if they were, say, male-bodied. Um you know, and then going to going to war, going to battle, that was considered, you know, men's work. Two-spirit, female-bodied person could go to war. And they could also operate as, like, a caretaker, as a mediator, and as a leader for their people. Wow. And, you know, they were just considered, um, you know, as they say, very holy. So it was kind of just having this very special person. A lot all of us can learn from that if only that uh, message was continued outside of, obviously, the indigenous community, uh, because it's something I feel like we could honor um, others that who are like that, and but they aren't. Rights are being taken away from, as we know, trans in- individuals daily. So how can we bring um, that intention to the LGBT community at large? Um, I would say, you know, just listen to indigenous people, uh, listen to two-spirit people, and then uh, just um, allow us to, like, speak on these things and also just, like, include us more uh, Mm. in events. And, you know, kind of like even right now speaking on a program like this, I never would have imagined. So, well, I mean, reconciliation, I would say, honey, imagine mm. it, because we if you know, as long as two spirited people are around and we're here to help amplify those stories and make sure the light is shown and shined it's beautiful all, all on y'all. Yes, please. It, it's it's a beautiful um, thing to to hear about a, a cultural a shift. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. That was Kayla Shaggy, a two spirit Diné and Anishinaabe artist. And we hope to have you back. Thank you again. Now, coming up, this child's behavior is concerning people about the development of pandemic babies. Why this video is going viral on TikTok next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Sorry, we're back, and I need to stop looking at TikToks with the hashtag pandemic baby. <laughs> That's right. You don't need to have a baby to be obsessed with hashtag pandemic Actually, baby. Actually, I would describe myself as I identify as a pandemic baby. <laughs> How I does really it feel do. to be out? Um, you know, <laughs> it feels refreshing. My emotions really identified in that. You know, they really... I don't know. Doesn't I just feel comfortable being identified as a pandemic baby? Maybe I need to find out what it is before I say I identify. Oh, okay. Well, let me tell you. So basically, people are posting videos of their babies going out for the first time because they were born during the pandemic. And what happens? I am a pandemic baby. I was just joking. And now you're immunocompromised because you've been stuck inside and now you're out partying and... I was already that before. (laughs) I was. Be careful out there. (laughs) So basically, yeah, people are uh, posting funny moments like taking their baby out to the Costco for the first time or the store for the first time and how their kids are completely overstimulated, like looking around like, who are all these people? What is all, all this stuff around me? And then even one where... They're so used to their dad having a mask that when the dad puts down the mask, they're like, no, 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 the mask is supposed to be up. We don't go out without masks. I mean, the kids are the future. That's for sure. And they have better mask uh, understanding than most fully grown adults who may be conservatives. We got to learn from the babies. Clearly. Yeah. The- Maybe the baby should be the president <laughs> of the United States. All babies should just run the country. Wasn't there a movie about like with all Boss the babies? Boss Baby. Boss Baby. It's a great film. <laughs> That baby got done. Just saying. Well, this hashtag has almost 200 million views because, you know, you love to look at babies and babies who don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, And a lot of people, though, are saying, like, how is this going to work developmentally? Like, will it change these these future kids? Like, what will their psychology be since they didn't grow up the first year of their life? They basically grew up unsocialized inside with their parents. How is that going to impact them in the future? They're going to be great people. Because when I, you know, if I don't have to be around people, I am, I I turned out to be a great person. So just imagine all the babies out there who are just away from everyone. They're going to be independent. They're going to um, maybe have social awkward skills, but who doesn't love that? Isn't that cute? That's the thing. That's so cute. I don't know. A socially awkward person is cute. Oh, good to know you think I'm cute. Except for you. (laughs) You are a fully grown woman. <laughs> You're no longer a baby. If you were a baby, I maybe it's different. <laughs> maybe it's different for a baby, but when you're a fully grown adult, it's a little weird. 
OMG. Well, let us know what you think of the pandemic babies or if you have one at LGT shows where you can find us on social media. Uh, coming up, of course, queer pop sensation Vincent joins us at 4.35 p.m. Pacific, 7.35 p.m. Eastern. And what's trending this hour next? Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Coming up on the show, we got Vincent joining us in 30 minutes. Again, he definitely has uh, the song of the summer, the album of the summer, it seems. There Will Be Tears is my favorite album of all time. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it now. It's the only album you should be listening to. If you don't, stream it. I mean, after you listen to our show, but stream it. Yeah, and we'll be playing one of his singles. 4.35 p.m. Pacific, 7.35 p.m. Eastern. Hang out with us. We appreciate you. Plus, Christina Aguilera has spoken out, sharing her support for Britney Spears. That's in the tear report. Everything she had to say in a moment. But first, let's get into some what's trending this hour. The death toll for the Surfside building collapse rose to 12, and that's according to Miami-Dade County Mayor Daniela Levine-Cava. The total number of people unaccounted for is now 149. The number of people accounted for is 125. And that was according to the latest update on search and rescue efforts. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has said he's 100% focused on stopping Joe Biden's agenda. But then today he said there's no living Democratic president he'd rather be stuck on a desert island with. So speaking at a Kentucky Chamber of Commerce event in Lexington, McConnell was asked, you know that question, you're stranded on a desert island, who can you, you, uh, you can only have one companion. So the, the choices he was given were Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, or Jimmy Carter. Who do you choose? He was asked, and he said Biden. He said, Biden and I did four bipartisan deals during the Obama administration. I consider him a personal friend. I was the only Republican who went to his son Bo's funeral, so that would be an easy choice. I think Biden is a first-rate person. Okay. All right. Where are the deals then? Let's make it happen now. Get that friendship going because it's still a mess. Now, participants at Istanbul's uh, annual unofficial pride parade on Saturday were shot with rubber bullets and tear gas by police and riot gear. It's latest crackdown on LGBTQ plus people in Turkey. While the march has been banned, hundreds of people gathered with rainbow flags and walked through in Istanbul. Marchers chanted in the streets, rainbow is not a crime, discrimination is. Now, pride marches have been banned in the city since 2015. However, unofficial marches have taken place since, and Istanbul's authorities said that this year's ban had been due to the ongoing global pandemic. Police then detained at least 20 people who participated Saturday, according to several media reports. And that was What's Trending This Hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? All right, so uh, Miss Christina Aguilera, she's been silent. Well, guess what? She's spoken up about Britney Spears. It's time for the Tea Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. So Christina tweeted a lengthy message of support for Britney Spears, wishing her former Mickey Mouse Club co-star love and light of the allegations she made in court um, last week about the conservatorship that has ruled her life since 2008. Um, here is what Aguilera wrote. It is unacceptable that any woman or human wanting to be in control of their own destiny might not be allowed to live life as they wish. Which is, I mean, absolutely wonderful. She also posted this alongside of a throwback photograph of herself and Spears as children. 
um, you know, back in the 2000s, they used to be put pit against each other. Like, they were competition. Mm-hmm. And so for her to, like, really talk about this is really important. Uh, she continued on saying, to be silenced, ignored, bullied, or denied support by those close to you is the most depleting, devastating, and demeaning thing imaginable. Wow, she must have had a thesaurus nearby. That was all these or, words. Or some folks to help out. Yeah. The harmful mental and emotional damage this can take on a human spirit is nothing to be taken lightly. Um, and so I, I, I'm I, just going to tease it here. I, I think it's just really wonderful to see her supporting her in this way. She says, to a woman who has worked under conditions and pressure unimaginable to most, I promise you she deserves all of the freedom possible to live her happiest life. My heart goes out to Brittany. She mm-hmm. deserves all the true love and support in the world. Um. You can literally head over to WeAreChannelQ.com to read Christina Aguilera's full um, thread and what she had to say, her full statement, because, uh, honey, I think that it speaks volumes Mm. for her to speak up. But um, as we're coming out of the tea report, I have something special to tell you. Okay. So, you know, like, finding playlists on apps can be, like, so annoying, like on Spotify or Apple Music. Well, guess what? When you're listening to Channel Q on the Odyssey app, you got to make sure to look out for our new exclusive stations. I mean, where you'll find even more music to listen to, like, guess what? Beyonce Radio. You know, music curated just for you off of our love for Honestly Beyonce. And so we have all of these curated playlists that we're starting out. Like, I don't know, Lady Gaga Radio, Club Odyssey, I'm 290s for this dance and more. All you got to do is simply download the Odyssey app and discover hundreds of new exclusive music stations. You don't even got to worry about it. You you don't have to worry about Spotify playing the right song that you want them to play after a song that you're like, oh, you know, sometimes those those playlists be like just everywhere. That's my biggest pet peeve, including when you're jogging. Mm -hmm. You're jogging and you're like in it. Yes, oh, that it messes vibe. the vibe up. And so head over to the Odyssey app where you can check out all these new exclusive curated music stations. It's absolutely amazing. And honey, I am done spilling. That's your team report. What else we got coming up this year? Well, you know, Pride isn't over yet. We've got the deets of what Miami Beach Pride has been up to. That is next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. So you know we air on 96.5 HD3. Uh, the sister station of W Pow in Miami. Uh-huh. Well, we love to celebrate Miami here, including Miami Beach Pride, and it doesn't end. I can't believe it's the end of the month tomorrow. When is it's like basically here? But we're celebrating with Miami today. Peter Anthony joins us, director of marketing and PR at Miami Beach Pride, because they have a lot still coming up. What's going on, Peter? Things are being here. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. We're excited to have you here today. We've been actually talking to you all a lot about everything you've been up to, even throughout COVID. But this is so great that you're continuing it uh, tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah, tomorrow we've got a really fun virtual program going on with our Faces of Pride called Reaching Beyond, which is like a really fun and interactive way. We're going to invite people to grab a cocktail and join in the conversation. We're going to have some real, raw, authentic conversations um, about issues affecting the LGBTQ plus community. Why was that important for you to uh, for you all to include that in this year's Pride? Well, you know, I think just given with everything that's been going on uh, during COVID and just with the political environment, we thought it was going to be very meaningful to have 
some representation uh, to speak about, to speak on these issues, because we're not just speaking about these folks. Typically, a lot of the times in the LGBTQ folks community, we end up speaking about our brothers and sisters that are experiencing uh, marginalization and misrepresentation. But the great thing about this conversation is that we're actually going to be hearing from the folks that are living these experiences. And you're doing this on Facebook Live. Uh, You've got a moderator. It's like a whole event. So how can people connect with it? Absolutely. So it's going to be hosted by an Emmy Award-winning writer. Her name is Leslie Ann Fry Thomas, and she wrote this amazing book called Poom Poom Rock. Um, And it's going to air live tomorrow. We're going to broadcast the Facebook Live tomorrow, June 30th at 7 p.m. It's just right on our Miami Beach Pride Facebook page. So we invite everyone to tune in, be a part of the conversation, grab a cocktail. And we're going to have some fun talking about these issues, but we're also going to learn some stuff, too. Well, love that. And why was this important to do during Miami Beach Pride? And, uh, and have you been doing other things? Well, we've had quite a month of um, Pride Month celebration events. Um, some of our first in-person events that took place, we had a bar crawl. Um, so that was one of the first things back. And it was, I think people were having cabin fever after, after COVID. So we had a very great attendance for that. And this is rounding out and closing out our Pride Month celebration as we lead into our celebration in September of this year for the official Miami Beach Pride celebration. Well, we are so excited to have you on Always to to talk all things Miami Beach Pride because y'all are always staying innovative and doing something that a lot of other um, cities aren't. Mm-hmm. And so we're super excited to, to see how it all comes out. And of course, you know, you can always come here to tell us more about it. Thank you for having us. And if you guys find yourself in Miami in September, please let us know. We'd love to have you at Miami Beach Pride. We're excited to be back. Yes, invite us. No, well, here's the thing. An I don't, official invite. I don't know about y'all governor. <laughs> yeah. he, he done, he done, he done tell me up. I don't know about y'all's governor. No, ain't nobody paying attention to him. Just even the VIP. <laughs> this is different. <laughs> I'm just saying, he done ruined Florida for me. We're gonna do know? a takeover. Take the power back. <laughs> Uh, We've already taken over. Well, if you really want us there, just hire us to come host it. <laughs> Here you go. Ooh, I love, I love, look, I love that journey for you. <laughs> Ryan's going to try to negotiate on air. Literally. I'll, t- I'll tell you my rate right now. <laughs> okay. You can, uh, you can check out Reaching Beyond with Faces of Pride, MiamiBeachPride.com, and on their Facebook tomorrow, June 30th, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that was Peter Anthony, Director of Marketing and PR from Miami Beach Pride. Thanks so much and happy Pride. Thank you guys. Have a good one. You too. Now coming up, queer pop icon Vincent joins us next to talk about his debut album and stick around because we'll be playing his hit single Higher next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Okay, so let's talk the queer anthem of the summer. Yes. Because, honey, if you have not heard Higher by Vincent, I'm telling you, he's been taking over in a way that is just so inspiring. He is a black queer man, artist, out here just doing the damn thing. And guess what? He's joining us here on the show today. That's what I'm talking right about. Right now. But let's listen to a little bit of Higher because um, mm-hmm. I need y'all to get y'all live so y'all can be geared up for this, like, for Vincent to come on. Let's go there. Y'all ready? Here we go. You've been on my life and boy, don't stop taking me. Midnight in Brooklyn, you leaned in first. I wasn't looking, but there you were. My fallen angel, calling my name, calling my name. My fallen angel, calling my name, calling my name. Locked in a dark room, walking on air. Don't have to see you. You take me higher, yes, I'm your every desire. Take me home, but take me higher. The way you make me feel, I swear you take me higher, yes, I'm your every desire. Can you take me higher? Where, where have you been all my life? All right, higher on <laughs> There Will Be Tears, his debut Ooh. album that hit over a million streams the first 24 hours. Welcome, Vincent, to Let's Go There. How you doing, Icon? Hi, guys. It's so nice to be here. Are you kidding me? Don't be all humble and cute and stuff. I mean, <laughs> you really have taken over. And I I felt like my first question for you is, how have you adjusted? Because it feels like the success, one, you've always been successful, but this overnight success of you just really stepping into your light in a way that's just been so inspirational. How has that been for you? Well, baby, it's been the wildest thing ever. I truly don't know how it's all happening. I know how it's all happening. She's been working very, very hard mm-hmm. for a very long time. But it's been otherworldly. I can't explain it. It's been everywhere I go. Everyone knows the song. They know the words. They know the dance. They know all of it. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's happening. Well, like, how how is this album and the creation of it different than your previous music? Because I know you really uh, approach this one differently. Oh, for sure. I mean, I wrote it in the middle of a pandemic, so <laughs> in any way, that is significantly a big difference in all my other projects. But I think what was so crazy about this one is it is my first album that I wanted it to be special. I think any artist who makes their first album wants it to be prolific and have their moments and just get their feelings onto track, you know? And But for me, this is a culmination of us being locked away for a year and the last three years of my life all being jumbled into one body of work to kind of release. It's supposed to be a, uh, a breath of fresh air for myself and for the people who listen to it to know that life is going to be okay and you can get back into being who you are and being human is okay. It's a safe place to be and it's also all right to know that at the end of things, when you cry, it doesn't always have to be sad. Yeah, and there was a beautiful moment where I actually had the honor of going to your album release party and your mom was there. And there was a moment that y'all shared of just like emotion and just you could just see how proud she was of you. And I didn't know, was there, there was a a, a song or a voicemail that you included on the the record that I felt like what made you kind of include her in this process of really kind of just, I don't know, paying homage to your mom? Oh my God, it's so funny because she didn't know that she was going to be on the actual album. She just thought I was using it for the session. And so when she heard it there, she like broke into tears. And I was like, whoops, sorry, girl, love you. Um, 
she was the inspiration for the song that she's on. It's called You. And I wrote it for every little black boy who doesn't realize that their mother goes through so much to make sure that they are safe, happy, kept, cared for, loved, and appreciated and built up. And it's for every, for just truly for anyone who doesn't understand there are people in their lives who go above and beyond for them every day. And they do these things just so you can be all right. And my mother is the epitome of selflessness. And so to have her on it and to have her be a part of it was essential. And that voice note that she had sent me maybe months before was the perfect intro for that. It just made sense. I was crying in the club when I saw them. I was oh, in I'm the corner sure. <laughs> crying. If you're just now joining us, this is Vincent. I mean, superstar was just on the Today Show. What? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I don't like what. <laughs> Do you remember you were there? Did you black out? What was that like? And also, uh, Samantha B. I mean, all these huge shows on TV to recognize your work. Dude, like back to back. I was like, literally, keep your television on. I'm on it every day. Welcome to me being your new Ellen. It is insane. <laughs> I don't understand it, but I am so happy. I mean, being on the Today Show is so means so much to me because I watched so many my like favorite thing is like the summer concert series mm-hmm. like I went to I went to see Beyonce when she was there I went to see Gaga when she was there like they stood in line and waited at like three in the morning for these things and so it would it blew my mind that uh I'm even on the show and that isn't even I, like you know what I mean I can't even get it out I'm just I can't believe it <laughs> We got to talk about all the collabs on the album. The folks you have dropping yeah. in, some amazing artists. Parson James, Queen Herbie, Tegan and Sarah, and of course, you know, Alex Newell. Some cute friends. Yeah. So cute little friends. <laughs> how did you decide who to bring in? Well, I, these are all friends. And so it kind of happened naturally because I had never done a feature on anything. Like me, myself, on someone else's song or me having someone on my song. So I was like, this album feels collaborative and I want it to feel like a moment. I want it to feel like the moment. And so I just reached out to friends like randomly. Like, I mean, I think I texted Alex at like three in the morning our time and was like, hi, don't know if you're busy. Listen to this song. Tell me if you like it. If you do, <laughs> would you want to be on it? And she was there was shooting in Canada and I was like, but no rush. And if you don't, don't respond because I don't want to be heartbroken. Um, and it just, she, everyone said yes, you know? And then Tegan and Sarah was literally, I literally sent them a tweet and I was like, hey, I have this song. I think you sound great on it. Oh, my God. And then Tegan within, Tegan within like, two minutes responded and was like, great, send it over. And then I had, like, should really hit the thing because I had to, like, commit, which I wasn't ready to do. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to send you the demo. hope it sounds good. If you don't like it, don't respond. Like, my normal on-brand terrified me. And they sent back their vocals in, like, two days, and everything was ready. And it was just the most magical. It's been the easiest collaborative thing I've ever done. And it's now inspired me to do more collaborations. If it goes like this, I'm all in. Well, that's the thing. Mm. It, it, it feels that way when it feels like you're working with, like, chosen family. And I wonder how that definition of chosen family has kind of shifted. Has it changed for you? What does it really mean to you, especially in Pride season right now? I'm going to also love you. love you for that Rena Tawayama uh, fill with chosen family. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> it means everything to me. I mean, I think this last year has definitely proved to a lot of people who is for them and with them and will stand by them when they don't have anyone else around, you know? Um, Children of Family 3 means my friends. Like, my friends have truly become my family. I think it is just, I've been so lucky to meet people who are like-minded and who push me to grow, who won't let me settle. And it's just been the most beautiful couple of years of my life, finding these people and being able now to collaborate with them and having them be a part of this journey is 
been life-changing, obviously. It's been incredible. And now, of course, the album came out um, uh, a bit less than a month ago, of course, June 11th. And what's next? Like, what is the rest of the summer like for you going into the rest of the year? Oh, honey, she's got a little cute surprises here and there. I I am such a fan of a rollout. You know what I mean? Like, I watch my idols do their rollouts, and I always think, I never want to give everyone everything up front. Like my rollout was planned, designed by me because it needed to be effective. You know, yeah. I wanted people to be like, "Oh my God, here's the song. He hasn't released the song in seven months. Oh my God, is there another song coming in two weeks? <laughs> oh my God, he's on television." You know, there are lots of surprises and lots of cool new sounds coming as well. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. We're wrapping up the shows we always do with our Yaz Queen of the Day. Yeah. Yes, queen. This one goes to Cataluna Enriquez, who's crowned Miss Nevada USA this past Sunday and will become the first openly transgender woman to compete in the Miss USA pageants. It's huge. Enriquez is 27, beat out 21 other contestants at uh, the South Point Hotel Casino in Las Vegas. And she's using her platform around... uh, around transgender awareness and mental health, which is definitely needed. She said this, I didn't have the easiest journey in life. I struggled with physical and sexual abuse. I struggled with mental health. I didn't have much growing up. I didn't have support, but I'm still able to thrive and I'm still able to survive and become a trailblazer for many. My win is our win. We just made history. Happy pride. She also added in an Instagram post. So amazing. So needed. Excited to see her with this win and to see her at Miss USA. Yes, I think that's amazing. It definitely is. We'll check her out again. Her name is Cataluna Enriquez. You get our Yaz Queen of the day. Yes, Queen. We love to hear from you, so hit us up anytime you want at LGT Show on social media if you want to nominate someone for a Yaz Queen or to recommend a story for us to cover. But that also does it for our show today. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, live here on Channel Q, 2 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern. On tomorrow's show, I'm so excited. We have comedian Eliza Schlesinger joining us. She has this new Netflix movie out called Good on Paper, which actually is about something that happened to her life. She made it all into a movie. Uh, Plus, HRC's President Alfonso David joins us to talk about the uh, gaps in HIV care at HBCUs. So a lot of good stuff on tomorrow's show. If you miss anything or our interviews, we post everything as a podcast. You can check out our podcast on the Odyssey app or where podcasts are available. Just search Let's Go There. Now we're sending you love and light. And honey, remember this way. <laughs> Instagram for Loveline with Dr. Chris, where he's covering regrets of the dying and what we can learn. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.